Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the row looks like for followers of Jesus. No matter how you're listening, we are grateful that you're here. We want you guys to know that our podcasts are on multiple platforms, and if you can give us a like, a follow, or a subscription, all of that helps get this podcast out to more and more folks. If you all like this content, please consider giving us some stars and write us a review as well. All that interaction helps us, as well as other listeners, um, learn more and more about the content of this channel. Nate and Abram. Abe, welcome back, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. You've been gone for a while. Where you been? Uh, it's a long story. Uh, I have been married. Uh, and Congratulations. Then, uh, must for be a full three weeks. Must be allergic to marriage. Three and a half then weeks. I got sick. Uh, yeah. When I literally the day after I got back. Good uh, honeymoon though, right? Good honeymoon. Yes, yes. Uh, the, my upon my return, uh, the Lord said I had not taken enough time off, and so I got ch- <laughs> I got the chicken pox. Yes, he did. Uh, as an adult, grown man, got the chicken pox. Unbelievable! And, uh, it was wild. Yes. So, so for our listeners, uh, I do listen. I heard last week's uh, little little dig at me. They didn't share my personal information and let people know, so that was That's nice. True. Did anybody but, reach out to you? Uh, Bill. Okay. Bill Jones, of course, uh, and a couple our number stu- one listener, and a couple yeah, yeah, students. Yeah, that's true. Bill Jones and, and a few students. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, we're glad that you're back, um, not only in office but also back on the podcast. So back in business, and then I won't be here next week because I'm going to a conference. So all right, well, yeah. then Sorry, I take enjoy, it back. Enjoy me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna hit you guys with some announcements coming up, and then we're gonna roll right into this past Sunday's message. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Nate's having a good time. <laughs> You had to be here. Okay, I just I just got to say this. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. This was great. So we're getting ready to launch the podcast today. And, <laughs> and then Nick just starts speaking in Spanish. We thought it was tongues. We weren't sure. <laughs> and he did it so well that I was like, is this real? <laughs> uh, Nick's going to be our Spanish outreach pastor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so good, too, because it was just like... Like you're getting ready to turn on a, you know, a, a game or something. And you're listening to it in Spanish. And they're like, "Hold on!" I was like, "What that?" Nick did it so well. I just can't stop laughing. I took a few years of Spanish in college. You know, you know. he's a pro. Uh, now, now thinking back on on it, how funny and. If we really wanted to mess with you, what if Ape started doing it too? And we both just acted like nothing was going oh on. Oh my gosh. Dude, dude actually might have been like, what's happening? <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, because I don't know a lick of Spanish other than maybe some numbers. <laughs> Uno. Uh, Uno. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, anyways, um, the only thing I really want to talk about is just um, next Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday is our family Sunday, and we're doing child dedication. And uh, so, if you have never um, dedicated your child, this is your time. To do that in front of the church, and it's our responsibility as the church to walk, walk alongside you as mom and dad, um, or as um, guardians, or uh, whatever that is, and uh, to help you uh, in the discipleship process of leading your child um, towards Jesus and with Jesus um, in the local church. And so that's coming up. You can go on the app, I believe, to sign up for child dedication again. That's on November 19th. Um, and that says child, not baby. That's right? correct. That's an important thing to yeah, specify. Yeah, it's important to specify because sometimes families come into this, and um, you know they're giving their lives to Christ and things, and they want to raise their kid now, who's like three, four, five, six, and they've never done that, and so we want to give them the opportunity to say, "Hey, we're here to walk alongside them as well." Um, so, um, so that's really it. Um, and then, of course, we have some things in December, but at, uh, probably next week and the following week, we'll start talking about some really cool things happening in December, right? We want you all to be ready for and. Uh, things like that. So, anyways, that's kind of what's going on right now. Sweet. So, Sunday, we landed the plane. Yes. I will say... A week early. A week early. You know what? <clears throat> I do like studying for uh, doing, like, topical series and things like that. Um, you know, to be honest with you, it, actually, you know, uh, there are churches out there and pastors, and I don't, I don't have a problem with this at all. I've done this that do um, exegetical preaching, you know, like they'll just take a book of the Bible and just read through it verse by verse, dissect it. But that's actually not, that's not a historical way of doing it. Um, In fact, most of church history 
has always been topical preaching. Like what's going on? What's going on in the world at that time? And how do we follow Jesus in the midst of the things that are taking place in our life? You know, how do we follow Jesus as parents? How do we follow Jesus? You know, how do we share the gospel? How do we uh, grow in our faith? You know, all kinds of stuff. So, but never really in church history do you see pastors taking like, hey, we're going to study the book of Ruth and we're just going to dissect it, you know, on a Sunday morning. That never really happened until relatively in the last, I don't know, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it could be give or take a decade or so. so. So anyways, so this was a topical series and I love starting them. Like, there's excitement for me. And, but, like, when I get, like, when I was, we're getting through this, I've already gotten them written out. You know, I'm like itching to get on to the next one. And I feel like about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Um, but that's just for me. But I've heard a lot of some really cool things. Um, I think different messages touched people differently. Yeah. Um, some related with some. Some related with others, and uh, which is like why I enjoy series like that because what what Sunday you might not get a whole lot out of it, but next Sunday you're going to get a ton out of it. But the other person next to you might not be getting much out of it that Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all relative. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys a question: like, what was was there something during the series that you took away with? You took something from it, um, or maybe something that stuck with you? Because mm-hmm. uh, again, the whole point was to say if you're a Christian. My hope was that there wasn't a lot I was going to teach during this series that was new, but it was like, I can implement that. Um, or, you know, if you're young in your faith, not having any faith at all, hopefully you learned a lot, things mm-hmm. like that. But Yeah, I was really moved by um, the reminder of the blood of Christ. Nothing can wash away my sins. Oh, sure. You know, except the blood of Christ. And it's it's one of those things that growing up in church, you always hear... There's so many songs about it. There's so many hymns about it, you know. And even the hymn that we shared that week, you know, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Um, yeah. It's like it's one of those things that maybe you're told so much that it kind of loses its meaning a little bit. Mm-hmm. And taking a moment to really step back and f- look at it from a foundational way, like write what Scripture says, yeah. and then bringing up, you know, the, the examples that you did, and then having communion. I think out of all the Starting Point Sundays, for me personally... That was the one that meant the most to me. That's good. I like that one. Oh, before you say Abe, mm-hmm. that was the one. That was the one Sunday that Liz goes, "Whoo, Nate, that was really harsh. At times, are yeah. hard." And and I heard what she was saying. Um, but it's like I was telling her, I was like, you know, that was that was a kind of a a gospel fire and brimstone. Uh, I mean, I didn't really talk too much about, like, you're all damned going to hell. I didn't say it that way. But the way that, you know, it's like, whew, I was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, she was like, yeah. I was sitting back in my seat like, oh, my gosh, here we go. But she's like, I didn't disagree with what you had to say. Sure. Um, I wasn't here for that. No, you wouldn't have been here for that And one. I have not watched it. I, failed, <laughs> I have failed to watch it. I'm being transparent. I'm being transparent. I failed to watch it. I I failed to watch that one. Being transparent. You know what? Sometimes I wish they could see our facial expressions while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, Nick was like super disappointed that I just admitted that. I don't not plan on it. I just haven't. I'm being transparent. You know what's crazy? Is you guys took communion and I wasn't here for it and missed it. The church Z and I went to took communion. Oh, fine. Uh, Interesting note. That church takes communion every Sunday. Are they a Christian church? Every Sunday. No, they're non-denom. Huge non-denom. Oh, okay. And, uh, like they take like the little crackers and yeah, like, a... like the like the handout. Like it's mm-hmm. optional. Yeah, yeah. But like they do it at the end of every service. Do they oh, call nice. it communion or do yeah. they call it the Eucharist? No, yeah, no, it's, it was communion. communion. Yeah, yeah, Liz and I served in a Christian church, an independent Christian church for a little bit, and we would do it every Sunday. It was a yeah. part of the denomination. Yeah, they, they just had like they just had like on tables. Yeah, and, and like you just like they had a, cool. like a sign or two, and like the I pastor like led it, and like it was like optional, like you didn't have to. Yeah. But like that's interesting. Like, it's different. Sorry. Every week, wow. Sorry, yeah. side note. But and I know Scripture talks about that. It actually talks about they should do it in your homes weekly instead of. But many people see like the church, the local body of church, as a home, and I don't know. I just like sometimes when we were part of that church, when we did it every week, it just was like this was more repetitive than it yeah. was actually like my really, yeah, focusing on yeah. what this means. Yeah, sorry, side noted that, but yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, so I would I don't know. I'd say Did you have me, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say for me it was it was the role of rules. 
Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The rule of rules was really, like, again, not new information. Sometimes but, it brings clarity. But it it it, it kind of puts it in a way where it's like, man, we've really got to get this. Yeah, because that's that's it's really easy to not get that. Yeah, and I think that our I think our world is not getting that. Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah, and so I think it's it's not a so I can it's a it's a because I am. Mm, yeah, you know, and yeah. so I think that I think that that's what it put into perspective. Yeah, a, a better clarity of like, dude, these aren't just like rules that we just have to follow because we just do it. Yeah, you know, like we just do that. It's just yeah. the way it is. But I, I agree. I I think. Outside of the first message, the you know asking the question who is Jesus and really debating about Jesus and the impact that Jesus has in our lives, um, I really like that one. Yeah, that one's a fun yeah. one. Plus the sin verse, the 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 sin verse mistake was good, but I think I think personally probably the the role of rules. Yeah, was... I um. You seem like someone that likes rules. <laughs> <laughs> See, I okay, I am, but also I'm not at the same time. Like I, For sure. I would consider myself of like if I was falling on the spectrum, I yeah. would consider myself more religious. But also, I like to buck. I like to buck it a little bit sometimes. I, and I would say I agree with that. Like, um, I for my oh, just say for myself, I, um, I'm a I'm naturally a rule follower. Yeah. So even when I was growing up, I wasn't. We weren't in a Christian home, things like that. I was always wanting to follow the rules because I didn't want I didn't well first I just didn't, I didn't want to get my rear whooped <laughs> right didn't want the consequences yeah like I always got that but uh really is like I was terrified of my dad mm. so I think I was a rule follower because I was scared mm. and I think in life like the same thing is true is like I'm still a rule follower you don't want to think this like it's so crazy you know one thing that drives me insane is that when we go shopping I don't know how many of your wives do this mine does it and it frustrates me so much we'll go shopping walgreens walmart meyer whatever store you name the store kohl's whatever the store is and she'll pick something and like you know i don't really want this one and just put it on the shelf no no, dude he does the same thing oh my i'm like go put it back where you got it she's like oh there's someone who that's her job Whatever got better things to do. Ethics oh. and etiquette of shopping. Yes. It's like the cart people. And I'm telling you, some of you listening right now, you you need to repent if that's you. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, I I because I worked at Walgreens when I was in high school. It's the worst, dude. Put and I remember I would have to – that was part of my job whenever there weren't a customer to go through that and find things that people just put back in place and then go find where it goes. And it's like – It's the worst. Here, just, just go put it back. Golly. Especially when it's like a block of cheese and you're just going to oh, put it with dude, all the that's shoes. That's the worst, bro. That's <laughs> the worst. Or like, oh, I hate, sometimes I see it like the grocery store, like a bag of Starburst like ripped open. Yes. And like they, someone took a handful out oh, of it or I something. Know. It's like, okay, this is wrong on a yeah, lot of levels. Yeah, but like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. Seriously. I've uh, seen packages of meat in the other side of the store oh, knowing yeah. that that meat's going to spoil and it's wasted food. Yeah. yeah. It's so Nobody like, cares. That's so wild. And it's just crazy to me. But anyways. Yeah, like rules... Like, but I'm I'm naturally a rule follower, yeah. so it's it's kind of hard for me. I was talking talking to oh I think it was Jason uh, McDonald just yesterday or the day before that um, uh, when it comes to grace because that's what we did last talked about last week is that is that is hard for me that is really hard for me to understand because I'm so rule oriented. That I want to make sure I please my heavenly Father instead of understanding that, well, He's going to always love me anyways. Yeah, it's not about that. Yeah, like, yeah. We can't place ourselves on a shelf. Yeah, which is really we hard. Love, we love to do that because yeah. we want to point back. Yeah. To our ability. Yeah. When the gospel is always pointing at our inability. Yeah, and, and I that's, struggle like, with like that. that's seriously that's the reality. Like, I know. Paul, like, like I can sit here way. and tell you, I can teach this all day long, all day long. Yeah. But to get convinced my heart of that yeah. is really difficult. Well, same mm-hmm. thing with Paul, right? It's like the humble pie. It's yeah. like he's like he's like, dude, if it was if it was if it was based on following the law, dude, I'm in. Yeah. Like I'm in. Yeah. Hundred percent. He's like, but Killed it's it. not. Like I, I still am a horrible person. Yeah. Did you call it the humble pie? Yeah, humble, humble pie. You never pie. heard of that? Like take a piece of humble pie? You've never heard of I've humble never pie? Never heard of that. Seriously? No. Oh. Wow. Dude, I'm wow. thinking the most humble pie I can think of is pumpkin pie. I know, I know oh that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my goodness, dude. I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, 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 that's old school. It's old school. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. 
but I wasn't a fundamental match. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but I'll say, like, my hope for this series, though, was uh, there was really two things. Again, I, I already shared it. I, like, I desperately wanted Christians to understand that you can do this. Like, this was kind of a discipleship series for me to do with Christians in the sense of saying, this is how you can have conversations with people. You know, begin with the question, who's Jesus? And then let's move it to the idea of, so, you know, like, let's talk about sin and brokenness and bad things in our lives and evil. Like, how does that, you know, like... Nothing you, else matters until you can until you can answer that question. Yeah, correct. And, like, I think just helping people understand that if you if we did it in the way that we taught on Sunday morning, like, this is... You can do that. You can do this with anyone, but then the uh, um, the second thing was is I was hoping people who are like maybe super new to their faith, young in church, maybe believe that God exists but not a Christian, or you know I just don't know. You know I, I was hoping this series was going to get them to Jesus, or I always find it as it's a really important win if I if if we get him one step closer to Jesus. You know, and I think uh, that's what I wanted to do with this series was twofold. Again, the focus was helping Christians to grow in their faith, but the second one was really to, uh, I would say, live out their faith, but the second one would be, mm -hmm. like, helping those... and Get you over the hump. Yeah, and I, th I do think that there's a lot of people in our churches who would say they're Christian, but, again, I think it goes back to the idea, do I know about him or do I know him? And... And I was hoping that the series, especially this last Sunday, would really maybe get somebody over that line to say, maybe I just know about him and I don't really know him. Mm -hmm. I think That's a, what I was hoping I think for. a really big thing for me that I've personally <clears throat> dealt with is like, is John eight forty seven, dude. It is imprinted on my mind. Like from ever since I read that verse, I was like destroyed. It was when Jesus, he was talking to the religious leaders. I'm going to pull it just to make sure I'm saying it right. But... It's like is that some... the King James? <laughs> no, it's not the King James. It's the message. Uh, no, it's definitely definitely not that either. Or the, uh, passion, it's, it's the Passion Translation. The NLT. It's the NLT. New the ACV, Living... The ACV, the Abe Cunningham version. Heck no. No, it's definitely not that. Uh, that's why I didn't want it to be the Abe Cunningham version. That's why I'm pulling. Uh, John 8, 47. Jesus is saying this. He's talking to religious leaders. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Mm. And so what that yeah. notes, like that ever, I literally for a week straight, I read that out loud every single morning and was like, God, I want to, I just, I just want my actions yeah. to, to show that I love you. Yep. And so like, it's, I think you have to, in order to say, do I know Jesus, mm -hmm. dude, unless you're like, unless you're loving him, mm -hmm. unless you're just like actually concerned with what he says, mm -hmm. I mean, I think you got to check. Yeah, that's like personally what I have had to deal with of from crossing from knowing about him to knowing him. Yeah, is saying, dude, I can know about him all day long. Yeah, I could give you the statistics, I can give you the information. Yeah, cool. But until I love him and I'm actively pursuing his words for yeah. my life, yeah, I've seen a number of pastors like on reels and things like that recently, and I I know I've said the same thing, just differently, but. Um, I just, it's a really fascinating picture. If, if you at some point in your life have prayed the prayer of salvation, right? Because that's be, that's the biggest thing about like our culture. Yeah, yeah. Jesus like, did you ask heart. Jesus into your heart? Did you mm -hmm. pray a prayer? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I did. And even if you were baptized, is there, is, are you different? Like, are you a different person? Would your friend say, oh, I had no idea? Yeah. And so if, yeah, that's right. So the question, and again, that they were saying is if, there's no difference, and nobody notices a difference. And even if it, you know, give you some time, right? You know, say it's a year, two, three, four, or five years down the road, and there's still no difference. You're not getting it. You, pro you probably didn't actually believe the prayer you prayed. You're just, it was just lip service. And, I, and that's the tension. Whew, that is the tension of our culture is that we're so... Well, I pray to prayer, I go to church, or I occasionally go to church, I believe that God exists, therefore, you know, I try to be a good person, so I'm going to get to heaven. Probably not, because I don't think you got it yet. Mm. So, again, because there should be a change. There, there, there has to be a difference. Yeah. And that's where the Holy Spirit's working in on and you. And yeah. the difference doesn't come from you just, like, trying. No, it's not trying. It usually is always the opposite. Yeah. Like... 
it's usually always the opposite. Like if you're actually if you actually are getting it, you're like, dude, sin matters to me. Yeah. Like it, it matters to me. And it because if it because if sin doesn't matter, it's like I don't even know if you believe. Mm-hmm. Like if you even like <laughs> your sin is what put Jesus on the cross. If you believe in the cross, your sin is not something you're just like, man, I'm all this is awesome. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in. I don't care. And like when someone corrects you and you're just like, oh, I, get away from me. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. It's like, man, yeah. I, I don't know if you're getting it. Yep, that's the difference between you know just wanting to get to heaven or wanting to get to Jesus. Yeah, you know because yeah. if like, you are just you fighting to get to for? Heaven, are you fighting to touch a hem of his garment, or are you just not wanting to endure hell? Yeah, yeah. You have to hate your sin. Yeah, you have to because if you still secretly like and enjoy and desire your sin, yeah, then I don't think I don't think you're quite there yet. I think you're still very very young in your faith, and it's just a stepping stone that you have to pass. I remember I've been baptized. I was raised in church. You know. All of those years that I was doing things backwards is because I still loved my sin. I yeah. still wanted to be the world. I wanted to, to have the world and to also get to heaven. Yeah, you didn't want to go to hell, but you also just wanted to keep doing what you were doing. Yeah, and yeah. I and I, I I think it's okay. Like if 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 you come to Jesus because you're scared of hell, uh, okay, fine. You know, I, I don't I don't think it. That's how I came to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> a, I don't think it's a matter of how you get to Jesus. The question is is did you receive salvation? Did you say, yes, I want to be different. I want, I repent of my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. And it's the idea of counting the cost. Yeah. Did you count the cost? Like, yeah. are you in? Are you now, actually in? Yeah. Now the goal is, is that hopefully a few years from now, a couple years from now, you're not still like, oh, I don't want to go to hell. Like, yeah. you're, you're not, you're, at this point now, you're, you're still not getting it then because it's mm-hmm. like, no, you just, now it's that you just want to be with Jesus and be like him, you know? And so... <laughs> and so anyways, I mean that that I hope that came out from the series and and that's our goal for people too. That's our goal is where we want to get people to go. Like um like this and this goes kind of from this yesterday's or not yesterday, uh, Sunday's message. Um if your if our faith is so important, which is right here, if our faith is so important and salvation is the key. Why is the church so important to understand biblically? So everything about Christianity in our culture, if we're not careful, becomes just about salvation. Like, I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved. Okay. All right. But Jesus also built the church. So if if our faith is that important, and salvation is that important... Oh, for sure. Then what's the point of the church, right? And so why do we need to understand what the church is biblically with with salvation and faith um, in our lives? Like the significance of salvation and faith. Mm-hmm. If those things are important, then why is the church important? Why should why do we need the church? It's a big question. Well, I think the idea is that you become a citizen of heaven instantaneously. You don't become a citizen mm-hmm. of heaven when you die. Yeah. And so, right, so, like, when Paul, like, Paul's constantly talking about it, and he says, until you receive this salvation. So, like, I, I think a lot of people say, oh, am I saved? Like, listen, like, you, you, you're like, yes, yeah. but, like, salvation is when you die. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, like, right now, you're living as a kingdom citizen. Like, currently, you are a kingdom citizen on earth. Like, this is not your home. You're an ambassador. Yeah. And so, like, why is the church, like, yeah. why is the understanding important? Well, because you, that's yeah. your team. You're so on you're team. saying, like... That when we came, when we, salvation, when we received salvation by repenting of my sins, believing he rose from the dead, then being a part of the local body of Christ is now, I'm saying, now I'm a part of the kingdom. Yeah. Like on earth as it is in heaven. On earth, I'm a part of the kingdom. We are like, whatever you want to put, squad, team. Yeah. You're, you're on that, you're with that. That is your agenda. Team Jesus. Yeah. Your agenda is now, uh, it is kingdom over culture. Like we, that is what our identity is. And so, like, why, why is having an understanding of the church good? Well, because you're not a bystander or someone who's just watching the mission. You're on the team. If you're on the team, you're in it. Like, you're not sitting the bench. You're yeah. on the team. You're on mission, and right. the church is that. Church is hopefully people coming together to celebrate what God is doing in their faithfulness to the mission they've been put on. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing that together. Mm-hmm. And that's the church. I mean, that, it really is. It should be, at least it should be the church. Like you're excited about the things God is doing and we're celebrating and we're worshiping the Lord. Like we're basically doing what we're going to be doing in heaven just now. 
Yeah, and like, without sin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because it starts now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that that's the thing is like people people oftentimes want to live as if like salvation's later. You receive salvation like Our when salvation you die. becomes fully no, ours yeah. when he returns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like as of right now, we are living as people who are in the kingdom. Yeah. And like I think there's a lot of people whose identity is not getting it's it's it, it's not there. And I think that's why I think that's why we see some of the church probably operating the way it is because I don't I don't know if a lot of people are walking around with their identity. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I mean I'm well, in. I'm a lot on of people are confused about their identity right oh, now. Oh, well for sure, yeah, we're in a culture where you know, yeah, I, th- I, I think the importance of understanding a, a biblical definition of what the church is, I think that's important, because just like you had that message about what is the church to you? Is it a building? Is it a neighborhood? Is it a club? You remember that? Yeah, that message? was good, dude. Message, yeah, the rule, you know? of, the rule of rules. Oh, that was that message? Yeah. Oh, and that one you like today. <clears throat> yeah. um, the family model. Yeah, because yeah. like... It's hard to it's hard to consider yourself a part of something if you don't know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know oh, for I mean? sure. You're like, I, yeah, like I don't know if I'm a part of that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're so caught up on what the world says that it is, because a yeah. lot of people they, they run away from church because they just don't want to be included in that group of people because maybe that group of people has done such a poor job representing the church. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they, they like don't want to. You don't want to say you're a Christian almost because you're like, well, I don't want to be that. Like, I don't want to be yeah. that person. Yeah. I don't, don't want to be that think person. Of me this way. Yeah. I don't want to be that odd. And it's like, no, be that odd. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be that weird person. Yeah. No, we're not we're saying don't be, don't be what the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. That I'm a Jesus freak. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's old. That is old, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. some old winter jam. Oh, well, the newest, like the newest one is uh, uh, Casting Crowns. Uh, oh, what is that one? Um, I don't know. I don't Crazy to, people. I don't listen to Caleb. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to say? What? Okay. So my dad heard that song on the radio. Crazy people. And he called me right away. And he goes, Nick, it's his I just heard this song on Christian radio, and it was talking about crazy people that go to church, and he's like, you should sing that at your church. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I oh, don't no. know what song he was talking dad about. dad doesn't want to be crazy, And I'm just like, I'm like, you yeah. should sing that. You well, should because sing I didn't I didn't know how to take, it was over the phone, so I couldn't yeah, see. Yeah. You're you kind of like, oh. I didn't know if he okay. was joking. I didn't yeah, know if yeah. he was messing with me. I didn't know if he was teasing. I didn't. I had no idea where he was coming from, and I'm just like, okay. what's it about? And he yeah. goes, crazy people. Crazy and I'm like, people. what do you mean, crazy people? Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was almost getting a little bit offended and prideful here. <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, no! Like the the like you would have to be the the crazy to follow Jesus because of the some of the wild things that he did." And then I'm yeah. like, "Oh, okay." So my dad was being sincere. Yeah. Here, it just came off as yeah. You know, he was a wild, trying to be like you gotta have to test the waters first. Like, yeah, I'm just Liz like, loves oh, that song. You're like Thanks, roasting dad. me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. You're yeah. like, I'm glad I'm the person you're thinking of. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He I'm called me right away. Person. Yeah, I just I just heard it. I had to call you. Yeah, you because you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, you made me think of you. I mean, think about even Paul kind of goes that far. I mean, like, like he even says, like, if the resurrection doesn't happen, we are to be the most pitied, right? Basically, I, I, I love it too. Like, Lecrae says, Lecrae says it like this. He's like, if listen, if I'm wrong, dude, I serve people, I love people. Yeah. Like, man, I, okay, yeah, okay. If you're wrong, dude, you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. And so yeah. it's like, dude, if I'm wrong, I mean, okay, like, yeah. and th- whatever. And think about it though. Like, think about, like, think about the major religions of the world. Okay, you have Christianity, you have Muslims, um, so Islam, and you have Ju- uh, uh, Judaism, right? Judaism and Islam, you don't hardly ever see good um, uh, money going out, saving communities and things like that, because it doesn't other centric. Teach that, it's right? usually inwards focused. Yeah, that's right. It's more like family centric, me personally. I mean, the reason that they struggled with, and Jesus was a Jew. The reason he, they struggled with him is because he was doing things with other people. Yeah. Like sinners, or he was touching lepers, like touching or Abe. Like Abe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but, because they misinterpreted the Old Testament because they missed God's love and understanding the point of why there's rules and regulations and things like that because of relationships and stuff like that. I mean, I know we could beat that horse, but Christianity is the one 
and I, and that's the hard part is because when you say Christianity, you're like naturally assuming this is a religion. But it really, technically, Scripture tells us that we're followers of Jesus. That's really what we are. We're not following a rule system. We're following a person. Um, yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not really following. It's not really following tradition. Yeah. Like I say, the only thing like traditionally, you know, that we follow is that we have we have values, right? Yeah. Like it's not necessarily like a set of rules, but it's values. Yeah. And it's like, but like the values always come from what we value, not, not like just yeah. rules because we just Who we do value, that, right? Yeah, for sure. So, like, we got to talk about, like, because, again, the, to end the series was on this idea of church and uh, on this, on this, you know, Peter upon this, you know, I want to build my ecclesia upon, upon this rock, I want to build my ecclesia. And then there's, there's debate of really what he's trying to say there. But the point is, is he's building his church. And um, so, like, so church, like, I, it has views positive, negative from Christians, and it has positive and negative from non-Christians. So I'm curious, you know, what is your experience or thoughts? What, how do non-Christians, uh, and we'll get into some of these stats and things like that here in a second, but what do you think personally, like, views are of the local church um, from non-Christians' perspectives? Something maybe you've heard, you've experienced, mm-hmm. friends in your lives, family members in your life. Like, even, even if they're wrong, <clears throat> what is their, and, and of course, it's not wrong to them, because they don't see it as wrong. So, but what is it that you've heard when it comes to non-Christians and their views of the local church? Sure. If you go to church, you are a registered Republican and Trump lover. <laughs> <laughs> reasonably, a- reasonably accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's truth to that. But yeah. that's what that, that's what my family thinks, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there definitely are churches where that's heavier than others. Oh, for like, sure, for there sure. is. True. I, and I, just a real quick, I, I get frustrated that just because I'm a Christian, I get lumped in to supporting a person, or and and, and again, I get it. I hear you, um, or a party. <laughs> now, I do have my views are definitely conservative. But I wouldn't be like, "Yep, I'm a MAGA guy." Right? It's not like it's not like Trump or or nothing. Yeah. Right? Like that's so stupid. Yeah. Now that, sorry, not to get on a rant, but like, <laughs> definitely it's not Trump or nothing. Like yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. is not Jesus. Oh, and like far any from it. Christian who wants to put their faith in a man <laughs> is yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. So for sure. so hear that yeah. for and sure. As we're and as we're seeing in our culture and around the world is that even <laughs> voting isn't really solving problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not. Heart change is the only thing yeah. that solves problems. Yep. So I think another stereotype is that churches um, for and f- full of old people. It's a tongue twister. I couldn't say. Oh that. yeah, churches are full mm. of old people. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's definitely that's definitely true. I feel like, to be honest, there's like two distinct generations of church right now. Like there's the there's like the young centric, yeah, and then there's the the old dying. Yeah, you know there is a major gap. There is the Huge older generation. Gap. And then their children, who are parents slash grandparents. So let's talk about like there's a difference between those who are in their seventies, eighties, and nineties right now, mm-hmm. and the their, way they do church. Yeah, and their children are the ones that really kind of disconnected from the church. Mm-hmm. So now their children, which would be our generation. I would be at the oldest part of that generation, probably uh, early 40s mm-hmm. um, to, say, early 20s, um, maybe late teens, mm-hmm. that we are kind of – two things are happening. It feels like it's like there is this big movement of people who are, like, super supportive and ready to go with Jesus because mom and dad, your faith is pretty lazy or – but then the other, the other opposite's true is that we're just following in mom and dad's footsteps and – Mm-hmm. We don't really need to pay part yeah, of Yeah, it's like if you were born between, like... I was the early 80s. Jeez, 55 and 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I think that's a yeah, that's gap. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I'm at the top end of millennial. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that would be the Gen, Gen X crowd, mm-hmm. so which are our parents. They're the ones who started to abandon the church. and. I think that's because <clears throat> you had that you had that church model that was just... 
like super old school and unwilling to have conversations. Yeah. And what that created was yeah. just like, okay, we're out of here. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. Because their parents were like, we don't question yeah. anything. We, we just go to church and yeah. we do this because their identity was wrapped up in the building. Yeah. And like what we do, tradition. Yeah. And the place. And it was like, it was like, oh, questions? Yeah. No, those aren't allowed. Yeah. And then as soon as culture started bucking yeah. on that, like instead of it being culturally just conservative. Yeah morals and it was always about what we were against instead of yeah. what we were for that's what i was gonna we say for. is like how, yeah. do, how do non-christians view the church they always view the church as as far as like it's just like the check boxes yeah oh you're those people you believe these things and you hate these people yeah and i'll say i'll say this too when it comes to about church and the non-christians like they're always gonna which goes back to your verse you shared and other scripture like they're not gonna look at us and be like oh yeah you know they're you know, they're good people, and you know, because they're going to have a different view. They're going to look at the world differently. And so I get it that people are going to have a negative tone who are not Christians of the church. But I also think that the church can do a better job, because Jesus said that the world will know we are his disciples yeah. by how well we love one another. Yeah. And I think the lack of love and unity has shown that they don't want to be a part of it. But except, And every once in a while, though, you find some churches that are doing it, and people are like, yeah, I want to be a part of that, because there's something going on there. These people care about something one in the water. Yeah, there's something in the water, right? Okay, so let me. I'll share you. There's two things I came across. One of them was Kerry uh, Newhoff. He's kind of a. He used to be a lawyer. Um, led churches. I mean, I don't agree with him on everything. He's he's more hyper. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Charismatic. Not charismatic. He, uh, secret sensitive. Secret oh, sensitive. Okay. You know, Same really thing. into like, you know, making sure that we do whatever we can to make people like us so that they'll like Jesus, you know, things like that. Right, yeah. So, um, Want to make Jesus attractive. Yeah, but he's really good on leadership, and he really and he's good at asking questions and getting people to talk. So he, he shared a Barna Research uh, data that came out, and, he, and the idea was on the idea of how non-Christians view the church. He said that, not he said, but Barna said in his blog that he shared, shared is, 21% of non-Christian people have a positive perception of the church. Uh, uh, so this article was on the gap. There's major gaps in our culture. On the flip side, he was saying that 84% of people who are part of the local church love it. So 80% of non-Christians, though, hate it. So it's just kind of like there's a major gap between the community of people um, like in our local communities, only 20% of non-Christians, non-church attenders like the church. And, of course, the opposite is true when it comes to people in the church. So uh, then he says, and then it says that 50% of non-Christians don't trust local pastors. Whew, that's kind of hard. That That's not always been that way. And rightfully so, because I think, just by watching reels, you know, and paying there's some it, wild stuff being there said. There is like there are pastors that are like I watched one today just because I was waiting on something, so I was flipping through, and he was the reel was actually kind of making fun. Uh, it was a Christian kind of making fun, like don't don't follow these kinds of Christians, you know. And this was like watching a pastor sit up on his chair saying, I know that I'm a human and broken as much, but you don't have the right to challenge my authority because God gave me this authority. Dude, I'm out. Like, I'm I'm not trusting yeah, you at they all. they're supposed to be the opposite. I think they're yes. supposed to be skeptical of our leaders and, yeah. you know, Te search for truth. That's right. Yeah, I think definitely think there's a difference between, like, testing the spirit and making sure that truth is being said yeah. versus, like, like disrespectful I'm questioning. I'm about to get you. Right? Yeah. Like there's oh, yeah. definitely a yeah. difference yeah. Yeah, yeah. there. Like, there is. Like I would never there talk is. to you and be like But I think a good pastor knows, for you I, a good pastor goes, I want you to make sure that what I'm teaching is real and legit. Yeah. I Not I, just I, blindly accept it. That's right. I, I want to, like I'm here to serve you. Like that's my job is I'm here to serve you and I'm building relationships with you. And so when I do that... you. Any leader that does that, whether you're a pastor or not, you're going to build trust and rapport with your people because they, you, you're, you're giving them a reason to trust you, mm -hmm. not don't challenge my authority. And there's a lot of pastors who've done that, and so I get why that's. Or the other's true. You know, you see, we've seen it with priests, we've seen it with other pastors. You know, just the idea of all kinds of sexual allegations out there, and. 
man, the more that happens, the less people trust. And living in an era now that you can share anything anywhere, mm-hmm. we have to we have to be even more above reproach as pastors and things like that. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, uh, the millennials think the local church is detached from real issues people are facing. I think that comes back to that old that old church mentality mm-hmm. of like they're out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Like there we have real issues and real problems going on. I think another I think another problem that is probably fueling that a little bit is I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot of young people getting into ministry anymore. There's well so, that's true. There's so <laughs> many old like I'm I'm serious. Like I feel I feel like the market is so saturated with old yeah. people. Because yeah. it's like that's all there is. Yep. And it's like that old people I not like again. Like if you walk into a church and just because the pastor's old doesn't mean they're just instantly out of touch because they can have yeah. other staff yeah. and like stuff like that. But I think that people's perception is very much that way. Like, oh, they're just they're not living in the real world. Yeah, I think that's true. But at the same time, as well, I, there is a concern that people aren't going into ministry anymore. Yeah. Um, like when we, and I'm just using us as an ex- as an example, um, but I'm hearing this everywhere. <laughs> Uh, like when we were searching for our youth pastor, you know, we began that process and we and Abe mm-hmm. came on eventually. Uh, by God's grace, it was just because I happened to know Landry and Abe, you know, through we faith. We had to resort to Chick-fil-A to find a youth yeah. pastor is what you're saying. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how it's a resort. Yeah, and to be honest with you. raising gains. Yeah. Hey, and Abe had to make a decision too because ministry isn't ever going to give him what Chick-fil-A can give him uh, financially. Yeah. So... Um, but we weren't getting anything like we were getting once in the blue moons, we're getting some resumes, but it was just kind of like, why you're applying? Yeah. It's just weird. And, and, and so it's getting harder and harder for churches, um, to find real good candidates. And so you're, that's why the church is going to have to get way better at disciple making. Yeah, you need it to come from inside. Um, yeah, it's got to come from inside because you need to train up leaders to train and equip the church and to do leaders because nobody's going to school for this anymore, at least not like it used to be. Um, the same thing is happening with like public school teachers and stuff because of everything that's going on in our government and our co- in our country and communities. Like it's getting harder and harder to find public school teachers now, and so I don't blame them. I, I don't either. It's, so that's why like. There's so there is a lot of negative things when it comes around the church. There's another one. Uh, Barnett just uh, sent out another one to, uh, this year, May 31st. Um, so the question is: is what is the church's role in the community? Okay, that was the that was the topic that they did research on. What is the church's role in the community? Eighty-four percent of pastors say the local church's role in the community is to quote unquote tell others about Jesus. And 75% it should, quote-unquote, help Christians grow. So that's what pastors believe the local church's role in the community is, okay? To tell others about Jesus and help church and Christians grow. I would agree with that, except I would, I, would have, I would say it differently. My job is to disciple people to go into the community to disciple others, things like that. Okay, so non-Christians, are you ready? Non-Christians, on the other hand, think local churches should focus outward, providing practical help for people in their community. Non-Christians' top choices for the role of churches in their community are to provide hands-on help, 39% of them said that, and practical assistance, 38% said that. Crucially, however, 26% of non-Christians selected none of the above, a reminder that the church's role is sometimes perceived to stop at the church's door. Yeah, thinking they want no involvement. That's they right. Want nothing to do with the church. That's right. Mm. And so, I mean, this is why we do be generous. I mean, it's all intentional. We want people to know that we're involved in our community. This is why we help with Matthew twenty-five. This is why we do Love Incorporated. This is why. This is why certain times of the year we go and bless people throughout the community. Certain times of the year, you know. Uh, um, uh, Teachers Appreciation Week is always in May. Like we need to be doing things for them to let them know our church cares for you. Why? Because you're caring for kids that you have influence over. Mm-hmm. So if we can have some kind of influence in teachers' lives, then you know, the, like the, it's all intentional, though. And yeah. so, um, I feel like churches need to be the best PR people of all time. Yes, absolutely. 
the world will know we're uh, we are his disciples by how well we love one another. Yeah, like mm. I, I don't mean public relations in, in like a negative, like fake thing, but it's like, dude, like our church just has churches just need to be like, man, dude, those those people are crazy. Yeah, similar to like going back to what you were saying, like, man, those people are just crazy. Yeah, like I, I will tell you, I will brag. He will never hear this, <laughs> but a buddy of mine who I'm going to see here in a week in California, his name's Jacob Benetti, and he's at a church called Coastal Community in North Carolina. They are crazy good at this. Yeah. I mean, they have box trucks. They have like teams. They are crazy good at this where they just pocket. They just set tents and food up in their communities and they just show up. They cook food. They love people. They just love them tangibly. Yeah. And they just show up yeah. and they just care for their community. Like this that's cool. literally just what they do. Yeah. And they do it all the time. Yeah. And they don't do it because they're like, oh, look at us. Look, yeah. We're awesome. They do it because they're just like, dude, we just got to love people yeah. where they're at. Like, and we just want yep. to show up. And, and let the Holy Spirit do, do the rest. And it's like, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it's incredible to see them do that. And yep. it's like, man, if every church, dude, if every church was doing yeah, that. Yeah, and that's why I love, I love that our Be Generous is getting out amongst others, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when people know, like, if we say Avenue Church, like, oh, yeah, you guys do this Be Generous thing. You, wait a minute. I, I, I can't remember who said it. Was it Joanna or somebody said it? Like, they were shocked when they said, you give all? Yeah, all of it away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for real. People, like, even church people, they're like, kind of like, yeah. What, yes, dude? Right? You give it all. For real? Yeah. That's why I love my church. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean about us. you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I know there's people I've left our church and people, and they don't like me at times, I guess. I get it. You know, I'm human. I'm broken. I'm yeah, a sinner. Sometimes I don't like yeah, you either. I mean. So, anyways, um, if I were to leave, like, if something happened and I had to leave Avenue Church, I and I'm still in this community. I don't know where I'd go. Like I love other people in this community, and there's some other pastors, but I would miss the church here because of the impact that this ministry is making. He loves the building so much. He just he'd miss the building. I don't know if I'd miss the building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's many things I wish I'll I could sarcastic. do to this building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, if anybody's got like two million dollars, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Just let us something. know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, just you let know. us know. Um, you could support our. Channel by giving us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, forget the gold stars. stars are great. Yeah. Forget the stars. Give Let's us, give us some money. But I'm telling you, like I, I would miss, <laughs> I would miss being a part of something like this, like the meal packing we do, um, going into the school systems like we do, um, the be generous man. I would, I would absolutely miss this place, you know. And so, like just being able to say, like if I had job offers other places. You know, and it, and it, there's times that Liz and I have had those, but it's like, but we don't go. Like, we love this place. And we love these people. We love the impact that we're seeing. And no, we're not a huge church. Like, we're not a thousand-person church. We're only 400 people. And, and the impact that we're making with 400 people, I love it, man. Now, can, I, can we do better? Yeah. But... How cool would it be to get others involved, though, to do what we're doing? Mm-hmm. That's what would be even cooler. Well, you could change the whole men- mentality. I mean, you you could bring those percentages up. You know, oh the yeah, non Christians. You know, well, if, like if they if they desire churches to to focus outward, like this study shows. You know, be generous focuses outward. You know, and if yeah. more churches did that then I think that it would have a better positive view of the whole church. It, I wish I could read this whole article. I, I didn't, because I <laughs> want to piggyback off that, that, that. One of the things it says, just two and five pastors say their church is effective in community outreach. Just two, two out of five. Out of five. I, I want to ask, like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. I, I really want to know. I, man. This is why like, churches it's, are it's dying. That internal, it's that internal focus. Because it's like... It's like a, it's like a, it's fake because it's like oh we're well, we're just growing we're like yeah. we're, we're just we're we're really good at discipleship man I've heard that from a few churches like yeah. they don't want to there are churches yeah. in our community who do not want to be a part of student things because they quote are killing it in discipleship and they don't need to be a part yeah. of it well the funny thing is okay. if you are killing it in discipleship you're not because you're not evangelizing exactly so oh so you're growing in your knowledge of the word but your actions don't match yeah you're not loving then your neighbor so that's Okay. So you're only doing it halfway. Exactly. So it's yeah. like I, I really am hard pressed to yeah. to find that out because it's just like, dude, 
Yeah. Like if you're not doing it. Yeah. I don't care how much you know until I can see how much you care. Yeah. And, so and vice not, versa. If I see you caring a lot, but you better also but know that's clueless. true. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, you, you can't, we can't talk about the hard stuff because you're just clueless. Yeah. We don't want that either. But yeah. it's like, man, if, if, if we could create a culture of church that was just like, yeah, we're going crazy out here on this. Yeah. Like, so it gets me to the, like the last question I want to ask you guys because the the whole I mean, pastors use this all the time. I use this all the time. I will always use this because it is the DNA of a Christian. Like when you gave your life to Jesus, your job is to go and make disciples, right? Matthew twenty eight. You know, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do that, a you're not alone. Because Christ says he's with you, and but at the same time, the church is with you. That's the whole point. So, so here's my question. If, if, we have an adult, if we have an adult faith, right, that was the whole point of this series, to look at faith as an adult now, no longer just having childlike faith, although Jesus tells us to do it, because that's the way we don't doubt. You know, we're just, yeah, Jesus rose from the dead. What, what else do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, let's go with that, all right? So, but now as adults, we were wrestling with the questions, like we're going to take this seriously and we're going to eat meat. So if we have adult faith, we take it seriously, why should adults get connected? Why should adults serve um, in the local church? Why should we see ourselves as the local church as who I am instead of what I do? Uh, let me rephrase that. Maybe why why do we need to see ourselves as followers of Jesus, who is the church, instead of seeing church as something I go to, something I attend, and something I do? Because of transformed living, our lives are supposed to look different when we give ourselves to Christ. Now, if you're on the Calvinist side of the argument, our, our, then this doesn't mean anything to you. But transform living means that you believe what James says, you know, yeah. that faith without works is dead. Yeah. It's not by your works that you're saved, yeah. you know. And it's Calvinism not... is, a, is a part, is you should just be doing it out of obedience. Right. But you should be doing it. <clears throat> like, so, yeah, yeah. You know, but like we believe that, you know, that your life should look different, that you have a transformed life when you've accepted Christ. Yeah. You know, and one of the ways that you can tangibly do that, since society and these questions are obviously looking for tangible things is by taking that action. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think here it, it, it constantly goes down to the, this idea of sideline sitting. If I'm sitting on the sideline, dude, I, I, I seriously, I, if you don't know that you're on the team, if you're not bought in to what the team is doing, Dude, you're not showing up for practice. You're going to be sitting on the bench for forever. You're not invested. You don't eat with your teammates. You, 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 you If you're not doing those things, dude, you're not a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Like no coach is going to let you sit on that team and, and just do that for forever. Yeah. And so like I feel like it's very much the same way where we're trying to – we're almost trying to pull people like off the bench. And, and and try to be like, man, come on, dude! Like, we got to get you. Yeah, on the it's team. like we want it for them more than they want it for themselves. Yeah, and it's like it, it, and it's like at the end of the day, dude, I can't, I can't force you. Yeah, I can't force you. you you're either you're either in, or you're not. You yeah. can't make someone passionate. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't make you. And and I I think that sometimes, especially in students, there's this like very big thing where we want like our personality to overtake the truth. Like, oh well, we just can't talk to people. Mm-hmm. Hey, I hate to break it to you, dude, but there's no comma. Mm-hmm. Like when Jesus says, "Hey, like you got to live out, you, like you got to live out your faith." People got to know. Yeah, actually, Listen, I mean, it does say Paul says it himself. Like how do how they know unless somebody tells them? Yeah, like you there's got, no comma. You have to use words. Yeah, yeah. And so, like I would, I would say, like constantly share the gospel and occasionally use words. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you always have to constantly just everything you yeah, say, right? Saint Thomas Aquinas. I, I don't I don't know hundred like percent who, who yeah, it came from, like but it's a great quote. Like you don't always constantly have to just crush it with words, but like man, your life. Like if, if if people if it is horrifying for somebody to say, man, I had no idea you were a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I think that's the tension. Like the the, the, pot, the beautiful thing is, is when the church does this correctly, man. That's that's how the Lord adds to the number daily. Those being saved is because people are like, dude, man, I want to be a part of that. Like. You go every Sunday or, you're, you know, most Sundays. Yeah. Man, why are you so committed? Because I'm a new person. 
That's I a... want to be with my brothers and sisters worshiping our Heavenly Father. You know, like, I want to serve my brothers and sisters. You know, I want to serve those who don't know Jesus that may be coming because of a friend of mine who is a Christian is bringing a friend. I want him to know that I care that yeah. he's bringing a friend. Yeah. You know, like, um, I serve consistently because that's now my new life. You know, I'm a servant. I represent my Savior. Your service at a, <laughs> your service at a church service should be the overflowing, not the bare minimum. Yeah. Dude, yeah. if I could tell somebody in our church, if I could shake them and wake them up, dude, you're serving at a church service should be like, that's like the extra getting thrown on. Yeah. That is not like, oh, dude, got yeah. it done for the week. Good to go. Yeah. Now I can go live selfishly the rest of the day. Yeah. No. We need to be serving like our neighbors in our in our neighborhood. Yeah. You know, getting on boards throughout the community with businesses and organizations to influence. Yeah. You know, to, um, we should be serving more times than not with any capacity with young people. I mean, most people who give their life to Jesus are under the age of 16, 90% actually. So... I mean, we should be constantly think, Lord, use me. How, how do I get more involved to build your kingdom? To how do I serve? How do I, how do I live a life of generosity? Yeah. Um, how do I do the seven days a week? Yeah. Like that should I, be the thought process. How do I do the seven days a week? Not for two hours, Christian. Maybe two hours on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, we gotta we gotta change the conversation. I feel like. Yeah, and. I think that was the point of to end the series was the ideas. Again, we have to constantly be talking about rewriting the view of what the church is in our culture and get back to what does the scripture teach us about the church? What does a biblical church look like? I mean, and we have an entire New Testament that shows us that. And so, um, yeah. And so, again, Yes, our goal is to get as many people to Jesus as possible. But it's not about getting them to pray a prayer of salvation. It's getting them to follow him. Mm-hmm. And so that's the key. And and in doing that, we have to live that way. We have to live that way together. And we have to live that way in front of the world, knowing that it's going to be hard at times. But more people than not will be attracted to God uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will be pulling them to Him because of how we are living with one another and loving each other, serving yep. one another, giving to each other, giving into our community. Um, you know, I love the idea is that what it, I mean, what would it look like to, to to a person say who's an atheist or some other religion? It's like I hate that I hate Christians. <sighs> But man, I love Avenue Church. I may not or, agree with their theology, or hate, like, I, or like, I hate what I have known as Christians. Yeah, but man, these guys are weird. Yeah, they're different, and I'm grateful they're in this community because if they weren't in this community, this would hurt, or this wouldn't happen. You know, I mean, what would it look like if the churches in Mansfield or Richland County started living that way? Like, I can't, I can't stand what they stand for because they know that there's things that we we just can't move on. We can't move on. But I don't understand, but they love people that they don't agree with their sins. And they take care of them and they bless them. You know, like that's that's the key. If we can get Christians yeah. to live that way, whew. boy that'd be weird. Yeah, it's weird. These are crazy some people. Freaks. Some crazy <laughs> people, dude. <laughs> so, anyways, that's what really what Sunday, that's really what the church is all about biblically. And so, you know, that's how you love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Uh, forgive always, you know, things like that. That's what mm-hmm. Christians are to do. And so, yeah. And doing that together is what's life changing. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it's cool. The series is over. The series is done. Starting yep. point has ended. Is it? Cut it. Starting next? point. Is ended. So, we got like a lot of like one time for the next like one Sunday thing. So this coming Sunday is an end times message. I'm gonna be here again. I'm actually nervous about this because people are like expecting a lot out of it. I've been seeing people post on Facebook, bro, (laughs) inviting their friends, dude. I'm serious. Shoot. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Um, so we're calling it Sign of the Times. 
we'll see how that goes. Um, so I'm sending it to every pastor friend I have. Like, <laughs> do you think my pastor's uh, viewpoint is correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. And then two weeks is family. A week and a half is family Sunday, and then we get into Christmas. Man, two Sundays. I know is left before Premise. we get out the Christmas trees yeah. and lights. Well, we got two more Sundays. Is there a series the for Christmas, gobbles. right? Is it is it a series? Yeah. So the first Sunday is the 26th of November, yeah. and that's going to be a standalone Christmas message. And then we're doing a series called Home for Christmas starting December 3rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's going to be a standalone. Christmas. I know about the Home for Christmas, yeah. but so there's going to be like just like one-off thing and then yeah. starts the One-off thing, but it's it's with Christmas in mind. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Christmas and the New Year. Yeah. Is it setting up that series or is it kind of just a kind of. thing? I mean, it's not setting up the series as in the topic, but yeah. it is setting up the series in the New Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That same December 3rd is also um, when we're going to probably start our Journey on the App class again, too. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if there's any listeners out there that haven't taken that class, it's a really good way to learn what's going on at Avenue, a little bit more about our church, the stuff that we believe in, the stuff that we're passionate about. Yeah. I think everybody should take it. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, we hope that you guys have a very blessed week, and we will tune in next time on Beyond the Row.